At that time, it will be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a hot wind comes out for me out of the bare heights in the desert toward my poor people, not to winnow or cleanse, a wind too strong for that. Now it is I who speak in judgment against them. For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil, but do not know how to do good. I looked on the earth, and lo, it was waste and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and lo, they were quaking, and all the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and lo, there was no one at all, and all the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and lo, the fruitful land was a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be a desolation. Yet I will not make a full end. Because of this, the earth shall mourn and the heavens above grow black, for I have spoken. I have purposed, I have not relented, nor will I turn back. Desolation. It was the word in the letter that I found in my mom's desk back in May when I was, I was out visiting, visiting my niece for her high school graduation. And my sister told me that I could go through my mom's old desk and claim any pictures or letters or anything that was in it that she, she didn't want any of it. And so I, don't, I was going through it, and in that desk, there was a letter. I think, I don't know if it was a letter or if it was a page. It could have been a page out of a journal even, but it was just a single page. And it took me back because it was the story of the divorce of some of our church family friends way back when I was a kid, and it just brought it all back. Our family would get together on holidays with some other families in the church, and and um, it, was, it was great. So there were all these kids, and most of us were people, we didn't have family living in North Dakota, so we kind of created a family, family to get together. And the kids would all hang out, we'd play, we'd get in trouble. Uh, it, was, it was great, I loved it. Until a couple of the stupid parents in our, of our happy little group, they decided to have an affair, which my friend Lindsay, happened to walk in on when she was 13. And it was all in ruins. The prophet Jeremiah saw the nation fall. Jerusalem was completely destroyed. Now back in my, both my undergraduate and my graduate studies, I'd taken a fair share of archeology span courses. And when it comes to ancient civilizations, a lot of times, all that remains of a powerful empire is shards, pottery. That's all that's left. Whole empires and, and people of tribes, centuries of stories of, of love, of war, family and friends, they all eventually just lie in ruins, except a few shards of pottery just like Jeremiah's nation. When I was a kid, when I played baseball, there'd be all these little 
there was all this stuff just around the baseball diamond. And sometimes they used to find shards of pottery left by the Mandan Indians. And um, they were just, it was just scattered around this place. And so when the game got slow sometimes, I would kind of go searching for pottery. And one of the things I learned, I took the pottery down to the archeologists at the North Dakota Heritage Center. And they showed me how to identify which pieces were Mandan pieces. And I used to hold these pieces and I would wonder about what if the person who made this, who this was in their home, what their life was like? About their family, who they loved, what a day in their life would have been like. Just shards in the ruins now. Desolation of what was once a, a life full of love and vitality. Lindsay's dad, Lou, he played three-on-three -three basketball with me at the YMCA. He was on a, a team with me. And Lou had always been one of the, the favorites of, of, my friends, of my friend's parents. He had always been a person I really liked. Um, he and Lindsay's mom, they met back in the 60s. They were in the Peace Corps together. And they had this cool story about how they, how they met. And he was funny. He was interesting. And the truth was, I looked up to Lou. So when he cheated, I didn't know what to think. I was so angry with him. He hurt Lindsay, he hurt my friend. He destroyed a marriage to a woman who I just looked up to as well, who I thought was amazing. And then the connection between our families was sort of like collateral damage in it all too. And it never went back to the way it was before, not really. And all that, it just, it just bit, it, it, it hurt. And it was, that was the desolation that my mother was referring to in this piece of paper I found a few months ago. It was all laid in ruins before the Lord. Desolation. Just shards of what had been so good. I think pretty much everybody at some time experiences a time of desolation. When something happens that ruins what had come before. What's your experience? God, pick up the pieces. Put me back together again. You are my praise. Back in the 15th century, there was a Japanese shogun, Ashikaga Yoshimasa. This is a, an old picture of, of him. And he helped create a new art form called kintsugi. And the story goes that the, the shogun, one of his favorite, he had bought this very expensive piece of pottery from China. And it broke. And so he sent it back to China to have it repaired. I, and honestly, I didn't know how you repaired pottery like that without, like, I mean, obviously glue, but how else you would do it. And evidently, what he got back was he got the pottery back with these big, ugly metal staples that were driven through it. Now, what happened, though, was is that some of the artists in Japan were inspired to find a more beautiful way of repairing the shards of broken pottery. And so they would use a, a lacquer that had 
gold or silver or platinum, some, a precious metal, and, and they would put it between the pieces and, and they would bring it together and they would recreate it, resurrect it with, into something new and beautiful. And it was such a popular thing to do that people would actually intentionally then start breaking their pottery so they could kintsugi it and, um, and turn it into these beautiful pieces. And that art form continues to this very day. Now, what, something that, um, so today, both Pamela and Kim have a kit that we, have, that we got that is of these small things for kintsugi. And so today, after the service, they're going to break their little, their little cups and recreate a piece of kintsugi. Now, here's what you need to be thinking of today. Is there someone that you know of who is experiencing desolation right now and needs a sign of hope that the pieces can be brought back together to be something new and beautiful. And the pieces that they're going to work on in the next week when they're done, we can give that piece to somebody as a sign. So be thinking about that. As God once spoke through the prophet. For my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are stupid children. Stupid people. Lou was stupid. And even after the affair was exposed, Lou kept coming to Wednesday night basketball to play three-on-three basketball. And it was weird. So, you know, I was, I was a freshman in high school. And I was watching because everybody, everybody knew what had happened. But none of the guys ever said anything at Wednesday night basketball. We, we just played ball. I didn't want him there at all. He hurt my friend. He left this special group of church fam family friends in ruins. And so I'm going to confess, I wanted very much to beat him up. I thought about it. I wanted to beat Lou up. Now, in the scripture that we've heard a couple times today, God has called the people of Judah foolish, stupid. But notice this. He still calls them my people. My people. Even when they're in ruins, even when they're in desolation, one Wednesday night, there was a, a fight that broke out at three-on-three -three basketball. And it was, no, it was, just for the record, it was not me attacking Lou. I did not do that. I did not do that. But two other guys got into it. And one of it was Bill. He was uh, my friend Katie's dad. And, and Bill had and perhaps has a little bit of a temper. And, you know, as you do, I kind of had Bill's back. But Lou did something else. He nonviolently came and calmly stood between the two players that were going at it and broke the fight up. He kept us playing. And I remember even at the time, I, I, this was the man that I knew. This is the one that I looked up to. And he was showing me how to make peace nonviolently. And as much as I wanted to beat stupid Lou up, 
He was still mine. The broken man still had something to offer. And the pieces of this man still bore the image of God. He still bore the image of Christ to me. And that's the good news for today. That no matter what, no matter what sin you commit, no what damage you or any other person does, you still belong to God. There is no distance that you can fall that can separate you from the love of God or from the people of God. That even when we are at our lowest, broken into shards, God still doesn't end it. God still calls us and gathers us, calls us by name to be recreated, to be resurrected in love and beauty. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you stand?